What's going on, everybody? How y'all feeling? This is BJ back again with part two of the Ability series where we're touching account ability. Everybody should have already heard or partaken in the very first part, which was one or the other. Tell me how you guys felt about that and what you thought about me and Sean's conversation. I'm very interested to see how it was received and if in fact this is something that you can identify with whether you are that man or you are the woman that's dealing with that man but we're going to keep pushing forward we are at part two of the accountability series and this is titled when nobody's looking and what's very interesting about this conversation is it's a, a morality or a dignity conversation it's not necessarily talking about what you do when you sneak around because that's oftentimes how we approach when nobody's looking it's to ask a much deeper question who are you when you are not in spotlight or who are you when there is no attention or affection or attraction being placed before you and what is it about that person that's scared to come out and be seen before a mass or body or personalities of people I really truly appreciate the brotherhood that I do have with Jay, which is the guest on this particular episode. Jay is from the Just Say Words podcast, and he also is the head of the Pod Dealers Network. And me and Jay talk in such a way to where I really feel like I'm talking to somebody who has my best interest in what he tells me. And so for some reason, I just thought that he was perfect for this conversation. And what we discussed was a lot of how we as men see things different because the way that I present it when nobody's looking is a completely different perspective coming from him when he answered a lot of the questions that I asked. So we kind of sit in two different positions, but somehow managed to have a very, very fruitful educational conversation. So without further ado, I want you guys to get into part two of the ability series that we're going to title when nobody's looking featuring jay of the just say words podcast as well as the pod dealers network let's get into it welcome back to part two of the ability series where the ability at hand is account ability and it's me bj here to bring a discussion to the table that men don't necessarily have with themselves or their homies. And it's crucial that we do this now because we are in the era of accountability where you have to kind of stand up to your reputation by your actions, not necessarily things that you portray in front of people. And it deals with the protection issues we have with our women today as well. And I reached out to one of my good brothers who always seems to be very honest with me and um, his honesty is always thoughtful and compassionate in a way that you don't feel stupid when he tells you like a blatant truth. So I think that that's going to be effective in today's conversation that we're going to talk or title when nobody's looking. Everybody say what up to Jay of Just Say Words podcast on the show. What's good, King? How you been? What's happening, man? How are you? How's everybody? Dope, dope. Um, Healthy and busy mm -hmm. um, as much as we can possibly be in these times but um well with all things considered um super excited to finally get you back on the show because um outside of just the change the subject episodes i don't think we 
have anything else outside of the uh, top floor that we did sometime back. Yeah, so, man. You're a busy man. You're you're popular yeah. out here. <laughs> not not as popular as I would like to be. Mm. Um and that could be, you know, based on my new endeavors that I'm trying to get off the ground. But um I think I just strive for greater. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah, fair enough. just natural for us to push forward for new things because we get bored with some of the things that we do on a daily. So, okay. You totally understand what this is though, because you're kind of popular without, I guess, without the need to be on the grid, you're seen much more than a lot of people. So yeah, I try, I try my best to engage uh, but as far as like content is concerned, it, nobody's <laughs> nobody's being like, well, yo, did you check out the new latest Just Say Words? Like, but <laughs> but that's it's fine. Hard. <laughs> it's hard to um, because, you know, like I'll be honest, I am like one of the most sporadic listeners mm-hmm. that you'll find because like I'll listen to episode 80 and I might not press play again until episode 95. Yeah, for sure. It's like it's so much to take in and I try to like support and listen and, you know, be involved with everybody. But Mm. it's hard. So um, I just find myself usually just pressing play Mm. on whatever pops up in my Spotify list that what as you know, to what dropped for the day. Mm. And I just start there. So um, I'm not a consistent listener but i am a listener and that's for everybody there's no favoritism when it comes to me yeah um, of course um based on you know hearing a lot of the things that you've done in the past um several uh conversations on several platforms i think it's time for us to be like the big brothers to um the community of people that we kind of speak for and also be an ear to well, a voice to um, the ears of the listeners about manhood mm-hmm. in a more progressive way. And one of the things that I wanted to speak about is the idea of when nobody's looking. It's an integral position that you take when there's nobody to answer to, mm-hmm. when there's no eyes um, watching your every move. It's just something that you choose to do whether people are invested or not. Mm-hmm. Because I think it's a character builder and it's also something that affirms your words when you speak. And um, we're saying a lot, but we're not walking that same talk that uh, ultimately benefits us when we say things. So um, that's what I wanted to kind of talk to you about. So what goes through your mind as you're hearing when nobody's looking right now? So like when I hear like nobody's looking, it's it's an opportunity to kind of not live up to what people think you should be, right? I mm. think a lot of mm. I think a lot of times, especially as men or anybody, I don't want to specifically speak to just men, but I think we we put our guard up, we prep ourselves for the day, um, for whatever the world has in store, right? So when nobody's looking. I think those are the times for me to be um, reflective and also the times for me to be like soft. Um, mm. Mm. I I think there's so much of like, you know, we wake up and we choose violence, right? We, we wake up and we kind of do this thing where we're like, 
I'm not going to let nobody talk to me this way. I'm not going to put up with nobody's mess. You kind of, and you can see it, right? You can kind of see it throughout like this, like false bravado kind of all over the internet, um, the interactions in the street. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's this, it, it's not a us versus them, but it's almost in this, in this, like, I won't let you take something from me. And we don't even know what that something is. Right. So when, yeah, right. right. Yeah. Like, I don't even know what that is. Right. Like whether it's space, dignity, just like, you know, respect, whatever that is, it's you just like, I'm not going to let them take that from me. And I know when nobody's looking, it's a chance for me to kind of like be like, yo, this today wasn't, it wasn't the best man. Or I, I didn't live up to um, whatever my expectation of myself is, or I let somebody else down. Even I let somebody else down, even though I chose myself. And while mm. you're, and while mm. we're supposed to be mm. choosing ourselves, right. We're supposed to be choosing ourselves and um, putting ourselves first. It's you still feel a way by putting somebody else second. And so that's kind of what I think about when like nobody's looking or even, even in a, in a way of f- you feel a way about being whatever it is. Even if you being uh, fake positive is your thing, <laughs> and you, and you, and you seek, <laughs> you secretly a hater and when nobody's looking or whatever it is, but like, it's one of those things where you kind of like, damn, man, I, I got to figure out a way to get over that. Um, oh, wow, wow. Yeah. So you actually flipped um, the perspective that I kind of I kind of like sat with because there are so many instances that I wanted to talk about um, in terms of when nobody's looking. And one of those instances is we have like instances where womanizers and entertainers um try to redirect their influence in terms Mm. of the very people they take advantage of like you'll have like guys like tyrese or Mm -hmm. um pastor john gray who will eloquently tell you how to handle and be gentle with a Mm -hmm. woman and then do the total opposite in their professions and a lot of times um, without knowing it or subconsciously being removed from the mm-hmm. influences that we're under on a daily basis, we as just honest, normal men um, mm-hmm. kind of take those influences indirectly. And so mm-hmm. um, when nobody's looking, ultimately, I think that it kind of starts where you went, where you get to sit with yourself and tell yourself the truths that um. Mm-hmm are not always at the forefront of everything that you do because truth be told, I am a person who actually practices my, I guess my idea of care and concern for women. But I can honestly say that when nobody's looking a lot of times, I'm sick of women, Mm. you know, um, the responsibilities are demanding. The responsibilities are very emotional. Mm. The responsibilities are very necessary you know those are feelings as a man that um in my accountability i'm going to be honest like Mm -hmm. there are some days where i am sick of that energy and i Mm -hmm. try to uh, be positive about how i handle that energy and sometimes i think that what men do when nobody is looking is they try to manipulate away to give a woman just enough so that she could be okay instead mm-hmm. of telling her that truth about how you truly feel when you decide to leave 
the home and don't come back until 3 a.m. Or the way that you feel when you think about home as a a safe haven or a place mm-hmm. of peace, but she just so happens to be the person in that place of peace that is causing the discord. Like you have to be honest and tell her the truth that you tell yourself. So we have a lot to build on from not only my perspective, mm-hmm. but also yours as well. So when we, when we talk about this as a man, how were you first introduced to integrity? Like, and I ask this because the order in which we become introduced to integrity usually comes far down the line. Um, and it's not as early as our promiscuity or our behaviors, whether they be sexual or predatory. So, like, mm-hmm. how were you introduced to integrity as a man? So, I didn't grow up with the best male figures. And for me, even though they weren't the best, it was simply keep your word, right? But there was a lot mm-hmm. of learning of not what to do, right? So like right, like you right. said like we grew I grew up around w- womenizers, um, abusers, of that sort, and I and I've had those conversations with them prior to them passing or uh, you know even as now right, and just kind of growing up with like that's I don't want to do that right so the so the integrity of be, being accountable and being reliable is a is a key factor for me but also being introduced to it in a way of being like, I need to be the complete opposite of these men that are in, that are in my life. Mm, um, okay. to, to your point to prior to the question is like, when, when I'm around women or um, wanting to create a safe space for women to be in, there's also a, a high level of uncertainty, right? Like from the things that I see, cause I'm not necessarily having those conversations of what it's like to protect black women or um, stand up for black women because mm-hmm. it takes so many different shapes and everybody doesn't need the same level of protection. Um, and then it's right. also being met with um, just in, in my, or in my conversations of it's not, it's not up to, them to teach their oppressor which i understand right but my my thing is like i don't if we're trying to do better then i need your guidance but it's also like you know hey google's available as well right so 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 even with the integrity of like hey i'm gonna just i'm gonna just stand by my word and i'm gonna do what i say i'm not doing it the best because i'm not fully educated in what i should be doing Wow. Wow. Okay. And that's, and that's honest, you know, like, I think, I think a lot of us, I know for a fact that I've been there. And when I came to that realization, what I began to do to make a shift, and this is part of my idea of the time that you can use constructively when no one is looking Mm. is a lot of times I would like just start conversations with the people around me that aren't necessarily looking for anything from me Mm. because in those places where in those places where you try to be benevolent to a woman or, you know, offer up some type of protection or provision, Mm. usually 
it's harder to connect to the intent because that person usually thinks that you're trying to gain something Mm -hmm. from doing the integral thing. Like Mm -hmm. uh, nowadays it feels like a lot of our men are just like kind of like up to here with the ideas of the theories of all of the things that we're supposed to do for women because now they've been misled by so many dishonest men Mm -hmm. that when you're actually trying to do an integral thing, you're judged for um, the part of your, your past that you're trying to leave behind. Mm -hmm. So it's harder for us to do with, without feeling like that, that begrudging or that, you know, that inconsistent, like turmoil inside of you where it's like sometimes it just rolls off your back and it's just like ah you know i charged that one to the game she didn't get it but Mm -hmm. then it's that moment when you really care for someone and it's like damn she don't get it you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. so it's kind of hard to be in that position but what makes the difference and this is also a key factor of when no one's looking is despite the fact that she doesn't get it, it doesn't change you. You know, like, um, that's also a way that um, has really been helpful because what tends to happen is those women who may have shunned or pushed you off, they're still watching to see if when you transition to another person, if that same action or that same character is going to reflect who they were introduced to. It's mm-hmm. almost like when your ex get a new boo you know you still low-key checking to Mm -hmm. see like well what kind of guy is she going to level up to because you're trying to see if who she picks reflects you at all is she going to go above or she going to go beneath you Mm -hmm. so it's that conversation there that you know you still have to be that same integral person whether she gets it or not and i don't think that men are taught that i really don't no, yeah, uh, I for go ahead, no, go ahead. No, that's one hundred percent true. Yeah, I've never had a conversation about a lot of the things that we talk about daily on social media, right? Whether it be mm-hmm. or just men to men conversation, right? Like I've never had a conversation about integrity or um, dignity with men in my family, right? Like maybe I probably didn't have a conversation about maybe like integrity and dignity and dignity until I started working in business. And mm-hmm. how important the relationship building and being dependable and all that other stuff didn't come. And I was well into my mid to late twenties by that happened. Like by the time that happened, wow. right? Wow. Um, yeah, I'd never had a conversation. I mean, my my mom probably had a conversation about being more about being dependable and reliable and being there for people that need you. And um, you know, whatever you you know, stick to your word, um, do what you gonna do um or uh do what you say you're gonna do and that kind of stuff but as far as like in a situation about you know how to do right by women um how to do right by your friends or how to do right by your homies or just even do right by yourself for to be honest never um never had a full-blown conversation about that ever um Mm. it's it's always been uh, these kind of like trial and error situations or even like a trial by fire, like you mess up in a, on a colossal level and kind of like take that and kind of like, okay, well, how do I reverse engineer this so that it doesn't happen again? 
Right, right, right. That's usually how we all learn. I can honestly say that, like, uh, my first few lessons of integrity, they really came early because um, in certain instances, I realized that, like, in my teenage years, I was a bit two-faced. Mm. And I say this because um, playing a game for me was easy because I never had to turn off who I already was. I was naturally this person who was raised to be a gentleman, you know, hold doors and mm-hmm. all of those typical things. And um, I was more so like elected in those positions early because I was one of very few men around a bunch of women. Mm-hmm. So it ended up creating a character in my mind because when I got into the world of, you know, being amongst girls and all the types, shades, sizes, and all of these different things, I'm mesmerized and I'm realizing that I'm in the midst of all of these conversations where they're complaining about, you know, there not being any gentlemen. So that kind of put me in the Mm. position to already do what I felt like I was doing to begin with, but it's more of a character than an actual part of my being Mm. the the core of who i truly was and um i realized early that a lot of what i was doing for women in the earlier stages was just based on being available it wasn't completely who i was at heart and i knew that you know i knew the way in which women would like to be cared for from being raised by mostly women and i would use those experiences personally to make women feel as though they meant as much as the women I actually care for because I'm playing this into what they're communicating there that they want or need, mm-hmm. but it's not to, it's not to truly be committed to those feelings and to understand where those feelings actually come from because uh, there's a lot of regard that those feelings have. When you think of a woman telling you, I want to I want to be here for you. I want to build a family and all of these different things. There's like an accountability factor in a lot of the five and 10 year plans. Women tell you that they have for their lives when they want a a Mm -hmm. husband and kids like Mm -hmm. there's a you know, there's some intricate pieces that we miss by just thinking that she's just telling us, you know, her pipe dream, Mm -hmm. you know, um, there's some accountability there. She wants you to fulfill that position in those dreams. So um, there's just like a few questions I want to ask just to put on the minds of men because um, me and you talk and it's like a different conversation because we'll, we'll do the business, but then we'll do like the self checkup. And there's always like some like intricate things that you say because you're so about business because you're working in business but it really does apply to life too Mm. so um as a man what constructive ways can we manage a young boy in terms of integrity knowing that we kind of expedited his sexual development before he was ready to test those waters that's a question that we really can't always answer but we have to come up with something because Mm. it's our fault so how do we manage that 
so so here's the thing that I've been saying as of lately, and this is this is more to all of us as like black folks in general. Mm-hmm. Black folks are really conservative when it comes to anything dealing with sex. We it, like you said, we're kind of two faced about it, right? We right, we right. we praise the men and shame the women, but everybody knows that like sex is cool, sex is okay. But even on the opposite, right? Like sex is awkward and sex is uh, and sex is clumsy. Like, uh, right, right, and so right. while while we have to be accountable, especially for boys, is not treated as something you need to attain. Like these are not don't treat women and sex as trophies right true true but also don't don't patronize the other party about it either right where you do these things like oh if well if you got the sex too soon then she's easy and then if you didn't get it fast enough then it's she holding like it's a bunch of different things that we blame the other party for we we move the mm-hmm. goalposts for whoever we like right like you do and men grow up to do that right right you grow, right. You grow up to value <laughs> you grow up to value the women based on their physical or your physical attraction to them right so you do this thing like she ain't and this is evil it's a, it's it's monstrous of what we do but it's, she ain't pretty enough to be holding out this long like come on like <laughs> like cut it out knock it off like or she find as hell and right. i'll i'll stay here as long as i possibly can and keep up this facade until she give it up and then we'll she figure it out it from there right right, yeah, right. so it is now that you say it that way that is extremely monstrous because it's almost like there's a degree that each um, character of woman deserves in terms of respect when they're equal on that playing field period right 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 yeah and it's a it's a it's a tricky thing so for with boys with with boys it's definitely you have to have that conversation about about protection you have to have the conversation about not treating women and not treating sex as trophies not only seeking it out right like like you said not trying to learn to play this role is very similar uh our upbringings are very similar in that way mm-hmm. um the way i was introduced into being the or being a man especially when it came to dating was to be what typical stuff like be a provider right but it was mm-hmm. because there are a lot of single moms in my family. There are a lot of women who have been mistreated by men, uh, abused by men um, on multiple levels. And so when my brothers and I were young boys, it was make enough money so your girl don't got to work, spoil your girl with gifts, do all this other stuff, which then in turn turned me into a person that like quality time didn't matter. As long as I gave you stuff, you should be happy. Um, Mm -hmm. And so that that became an issue later, uh, like later on in life. Um, and so th- th- those are the things that you need to have the conversations with, with young boys about how important time is, how, Im- how important different things. I think even now, like they have tests, they have tests for children about their love language. Right. So you should be able to to start talking about those kind of things with boys instead of just being wow. like, all right, it's, t- it's time. It's time. Right. You, you like girls, like start doing that kind of stuff. Like, 
let them also be their own individual and, and try to have that conversation about what is best suited for them um, instead of being forced into this like role of, like you said, of, of almost breeding predators in a way is you don't need, yeah. we don't need more of that. Right. So is there a way to be the man ideally without being a dog or a player? Mm. No. And I want to say, and and I, and I want to, and I want to say, yeah, because I know some, I know some dudes who, who have a a good, for lack of a better term, stable. They have a good stable, and none of them, nobody is mad, and everybody is happy. And you would, from on our, you know, misogynistic bag, you'd be like, that dude is a man. He got it. He, nobody's missing no meals. Nobody's missing the check. But ideally, no. I mean, I also know the flip side of that, right? Like, you have to be um, emotionally available to to multiple people. You have to be mm, uh, right, you right. you have to be you have to treat them as individuals, right? So you can't take one situation with one person and you know uh, treat the next one this way. And I know that that's not happening, and so it is hard. I know that they feel a certain way, or th- that there's the ball is getting dropped somewhere. And so, yeah, it is, it is tough. There are some people who you could, you know, secretly admire. Like, oh, he's, he got 85% of it, so that's cool. But That's cool. Right, yeah, right, but, right. yeah, there's everybody, I think everybody deserves um, a little bit of work. And just in some of them, their own time. So, yeah, it is, yeah. It is hard. I don't think you could do both. It, and regardless of what their perspective is of, of their selves, somebody else is thinking the opposite. So Yes, that's true. That is yeah. very true because even um even in my lessons of trying to figure out what that would mean to me as mm-hmm. far as my idea of the man, I realized that the honesty in myself in terms of the things that I care about and the things that I want mm-hmm. should be respected no matter who or what it encounters. So a lot of times when when I least expected it, I learned mm-hmm. a lesson by that rejection. Like mm-hmm. if I told my truth and the person didn't accept what I said, then mm-hmm. naturally I learned that, okay, this person is obviously not for you in any way, shape or form. So anything that they give you a lot of times is not going to be genuine. That's almost like when that one girl is single and she's heartbroken and she's in her fields and she manages to give you some vulnerable sex, you Mm. know, beyond a shadow of doubt that that wasn't meant for you. But as a man who lacks that integrity, Mm. you're going to accept that. Oh, I got her. You know, she was going through it and I hit that. You feel even good in those moments of knowing that, she probably was thinking about who she was actually missing while you were doing it. And she still managed to think about this person, even when you didn't do it well, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like all you did was revert her back to who she ultimately cared the most about or cared to give herself to in that way. So it was like, when you really think about these things that we do as men to kind of promote this, I'm the man mentality a lot of what we don't see is when nobody seems to be looking, a lot of people are talking and they're Mm -hmm. talking down on you. It's like, Mm -hmm. you know, Oh, he really didn't do 
what I thought he was going to do considering how much he was at me or how, you know, many times he slid in the DM. He really didn't live up to what I thought he was going to be. Like you're, you're working harder than you really have to Mm -hmm. instead of just being honest with yourself, you know? And, um, I think that plays a lot into this, this player mentality, because how do you know, your true value without it being potentially used as leverage over someone else. You know what I'm saying? Like, I get it in a sense, Mm -hmm. like, you know, when it, when it comes to the ideas of a player, like sometimes you just have to know, like, do I have enough to sway her against her own opinion? And that will kind of like be a judge of character or value. Mm -hmm. But how do you make sure that you know that you are that thing whether somebody allows the leverage or not that's the point that we have to you know get to it's like how do you know that you're it without Mm. it you know what i'm saying that level of accountability i think i think the other thing is too is like you have to deconstruct all of it right and and take Mm -hmm. it back to this thing i mean a lot of times especially as men like knowing that you are the it guy or whether it's a player, the man, whatever you want to call it, is like how much you can acquire in anything. It doesn't necessarily have right, to even be women, right? right? Like if you uh, if you excel in in any level of acquisitions, like that's what what you mm. do, right? So right, uh, wow. you know, wow. I, du- okay. dudes in whatever is trendy that year, right? Um, mm-hmm. So whether it be flipping houses, whether it's cars, whatever it is. Anybody who is, has a high level of gaining and getting um, gaining something and also probably getting rid of it, you can also kind of watch the way that they act. And that those people in those kind of businesses are definitely the audience I think we would speak to when it's a nobody's looking, right? So I know people like that. They, they flip in properties. They got more than one car, kind of the same thing too, right? They, mm-hmm. uh, multiple women It's I got a girlfriend, this, that, the third kind of do that lifestyle. And that's no dry snitching on them. It's just kind of like the mentality of like, that's what we grew up in of how much you can acquire. We do that. Um, in even in like any culture, right? Whether it be sneakers, yeah, yeah, sneak, yeah. sneakers, hats, um, you know, however you acquire these things and, and then you talk about how you acquire these things and they transition. And that's when we learn to treat or when we're taught to treat people as property, that's when things kind of go awry. And, you you know, that that actually I mean, it even applies to women, too, because realistically, right. how does a woman know she got good cat? If she doesn't have some sense of manipulation driving her when she gives some to a guy like Mm -hmm. women do it, too. And like I think like in a sense, it's basically us looking for value more so than leverage. And you really don't have the opportunity to to understand this because you're so busy trying to assess a certain number or a certain milestone in your mind of how many people you can get to do things mm. for you because the people with value get it for little to nothing. So you you go above and beyond just trying to chase these like these pipe dream of 
like you say, like acquisitions of women instead of, you know, mm. accomplishments. You do so many things to kind of build yourself up because you want to equate to something that or somebody who doesn't mm. have to work as hard for it as you do. And I think, again, like when nobody is looking, it's very important because those are the moments for you to be truly honest with yourself mm -hmm. and say, like, you know, I know I'm not the guy who I'm striving to be, but how can I still stand out amongst those men instead of being manipulative or instead of playing the shy brother, you know, with the homies and y'all working that scheme or whatever it is that you do for leverage, mm -hmm. like, you know, be integral in that way to say, like, I'm not the cutest guy out of all of the guys I hang with. Like, how mm -hmm. can I still be seen for the things that really, truly matter to me in terms of character? Like, we have to have those conversations because, well, let me ask you. So in the eyes of the people, you once leveraged your advantages over, does it ever feel like you are staring in the face of the very people who instilled those inferiorities in you. You know what I'm saying? Like, because by standard, those microaggressions are ultimately given to you by the same people claiming to hold you accountable. Like they'll treat you like shit, but then look at you crazy when you act exactly like they treated you. Or they'll mm -hmm. say like, you know, oh, he a dog, but it's like they're surprised when you get caught. Like, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, how do you... Like, do you ever feel like it's the very people that judge you are the people that kind of plant those seeds at times? Um, yes and no. I think a lot of times, whatever, I wouldn't even say past traumas, but past situations prep me for being whoever I was going to be. Mm -hmm. Um, I think even like you said, like I grew up with the... <laughs> I grew up with he ain't the cutest, right? And so I uh, worked a lot on being funny and kind of being thoughtful and all that other stuff, right? And right, then right. that's just kind of who I am, not knowing that that's a thing that, like, it is also kind of sought after, right? Like, even when I hear, like, women say, like, oh, I'm looking for a guy with a good sense of humor, I'm like, I don't even know what that really means, like, is he just supposed to be able like, can you prank him? Or like, is it like, is he got to be like a stand-up comedian? Like, I don't know what you, I don't know what you're <laughs> right. looking for. To but what like, extreme is this? Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and then there's a, then there's a mixture of things too, of like, there's also been a time where there was no winning, right. Where I had worked and worked on being so calm and kind of being like, not be, being in control of my emotions to where almost I was blamed for being you're so nonchalant it's not even worth you know talking wow. to you and I'm wow. like damn that's crazy because wow. like the thing that you're bugging out about doesn't mean anything to it's not directly affecting you and I don't even understand why I'm supposed to be upset <laughs> right like so now <laughs> right. I, I have to be upset because something that's not gonna hurt you or affect your money is making you upset and so i'm supposed to be upset because there's some ride or die emotional shit like i don't get it like no nah, wow. i don't want to do that and wow. so then right then right. it would be like that was the part where i felt like i had to kind of almost adapt to each person where i was just like 
Okay, so they get riled up real easy. So I got to get riled up real easy. Like it wasn't any balance. And so in any relationship is one thing I tell everybody that I know is don't get lost in that. Like don't get lost in that relationship. Like remember to take time out for yourself. Remember to be who you are. Like they, they got with you because of who you are, not who you're trying to be, right? And when I say trying to be, it's like you're trying to force yourself to be on the same par as them. Like if you, if you're a calm and cool person, like do that. If yeah. they need to, yeah. um, the, the thing that I learned, um, the thing that I learned is we also have to be able to have boundaries in a way. So even when people are saying, yo, you not shit. And then you flip out and do some, you know, ain't shit stuff It's it's to the point where you like, oh, well damn, well you already painted me to be this thing. It's I'm not going to get in any more trouble. You've been saying I'm not shit. Mm, uh, mm. accountability or, right, right 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 so it's kind of like I, it's this is a double jeopardy situation right like I'm not <laughs> they're not going to lock me up for the same the crime that you said I've already committed okay, um, true true and so this you get to go you get to be in these places or um, hear these things right like you get to hear constantly men ain't shit the bar is so low this is a thing and then you kind of like well I don't even know if it's worth if it's worth trying, right? right? But you also but you also know that it's you know that it you don't know if it's worth trying, but you do know that it's worth doing. Uh in a way that is mm. because it's I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it for y'all. I know this genuinely feels like something I should do. It is right. Um I I never really know what we're supposed like when people talk down on us or people paint you into this light based off of their perception. I never really know how you're supposed to change their mind. So I think I've ultimately given up on trying to change. Like your perspective is how you feel. I'm not trying, I'm not fighting against something that is made up in your mind. Mm -hmm. So if that's how you feel and you want to spread the gospel, I guess to say whatever this happened, I was there too. (laughs) And so there there's this conversation that can happen Mm. um and i think i think there's a point to be whatever and a lot of this really is just due to miscommunication miscommunication or like you said there has to be a conversation to where all right all the cards on the table i'm being completely honest hey man i thought this is i was trying to be the person i thought you wanted or i Mm. thought you needed Mm. and this is based off my perception of your conversation or me analyzing you from afar and being like, it just looked like you needed somebody to listen or just looked like you needed somebody to whatever, be around. And, uh, and I decided to be that person. I think a lot of, a lot of conversation too, especially like with dudes is we're taught to be persistent and in that persistence, coercion plays a big part. That is very true. That is very true. And so, like you said, if, if you're not the cutest if you're not the funniest or whatever it is, you're not the flyest, whatever it is, you end up learning how to adapt in a way where you, if it's just like a job interview almost, right? I'm terrible at the application process, right? I can, Mm -hmm. I don't like to write about myself, but if I get to the job interview and they meet me face to face, it's more times than not, I've gotten a job. So it's kind of that thing with people, right? Like we can do whatever via the internet, but in person, it's it's a high chance that I could probably win you over. And that's just 
that's just kind of the way it is. Even with, like when we talked about sex, right? Like to, if we're all being honest and we all know this is true, women fuck who they want and men fuck who they can. So yeah, that's true. So so to leverage it out, we do all this coercion. We do all this like the acquisitions of things to kind of like show what we can provide, just to kind of just to put men in the position of being like this makes me equal to fuck who I want. Oh, okay. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. I think there is a, how can I put this? Like there was a time in my hurt person that was hurting others. And I knew then it was like, it was a focus that I needed to shift Mm -hmm. on a lot of the feelings that I was probably acting out without knowing that that's what I was doing. Mm -hmm. So what I ended up doing was I removed myself from any type of interaction that would lead me into those spaces. And um, what I began to see is that a lot of people connect with you because they know that that's where you are. So they'll mm-hmm. do they'll do just about everything to trigger those actions out of you just so they can further their point and make it legitimate. They'll say like, I remember like actually being in a place where I didn't want to, I didn't want nobody, but this one particular person and a woman tried to, in a very egotistical way, she wanted to manipulate me to do everything opposite of what I was feeling so that it gave her some leverage and some Mm. power. And she felt better about herself. And it was just like, I told you, I can make you do this, that, and the third. So like when a woman does it, it is looked at different because we kind of like beg the pardon of a sense um, when it comes to women for a lot of the things that they've taught us to do too. But we Mm -hmm. can't talk about that right now because we're focusing on men. But um, what I would like to see in a lot of our, guys is that we take that power back because i think it says a lot more when we can say look i'm hurt i'm not fucking with you right now Mm. you know what i'm saying instead of like trying to like brush it off and kind of go into that hiding that we do when no one is looking we tend to kind of like like mask it in those moments when we're like to ourselves and we really we really know what we're feeling but it doesn't sound great on paper or vocalized. It's just how we feel. And we just kind of leave it in those dark places. So like, even in the event of being charming, yes, I'm charming. Mm -hmm. I can be that, but I want to know if you're here for me Mm -hmm. outside of the checklist or the, you know, the ideas of what you would like to see in the guy that you want. Because again, I could have all those things that you checked off in terms of boxes, but you Mm -hmm. still won't know how to treat me. You know what I'm saying? And that's a conversation that a lot of us men don't know how to have. So we kind of go into those situations with the ideas of, I'm going to see how much I can leverage before this thing becomes a bus. So Mm -hmm. it's a lot that that young man taught me that I think, the older and much wiser man is still not a hundred percent great at, but just putting the conversation out there mm-hmm. and working through that struggle with the shadow that you kind of have following you 
you know, mm -hmm. of all of those things that you once done, said, or whatever, mm -hmm. um, it kind of gives other men courage because we actually are trying. And I just don't think that we know how to communicate how and to express it in a way to where it doesn't look like womanizing because typically everything that we use to womanize is actually the character of some real men. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's a lot more difficult to see because it does like, we're like pulling the, the disguise off, off of it. It's not with the intent of anything, but to just be who we are. Um, we are telling a lot more truths, whether they hurt or not. Um, I hear guys telling women as tough as it is. It's like, we aren't anything but sexual partners like guys are now communicating this or I only want this because we know of how it feels to be uncomfortable and to be in that space where we don't have that peace of mind that we mm. ultimately strive for. So I get it. You know, it's going to be tough. But um, as men, we have to learn to discipline ourselves for the integrity that we want, you know. I think okay, so so I have a question for you in that mm -hmm. way. In so like you said, if saying having a tough conversation, even if you do know how to communicate, if you do you share what's happening with you emotionally, I'm trying to think of how to phrase this. Does where you are in the relationship or however you are connected to the, the other person differ when you talk about your emotions right so if if y'all just in the talking phase they did something weird and whatever hurt your feelings or rubbed you the wrong way do you address that or are you just kind of like well they, i'm still trying to get to know them so i don't really know if this is big enough for me to explain versus Yo, somebody you've yeah. been dating for a while yeah. versus like hey look hey that thing you said it didn't it didn't sit right with me and it's no beef or nothing i just didn't like the way that you know that went down or whatever yeah like um there's there was a time where I would be passive in that way and let a multitude of um, accounts kind of like stock up. But I realized too that um, that's actually conditioning for that person to hurt you even more. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, I remember like growing up and um, my father has this thing about uh, being called stupid because mm -hmm. um, a lot of the elders um, in his life, when they called you stupid, ultimately they felt like they were, but because of the, the girth and the tone of their voices, mm -hmm. you really thought you were being judged. So like my father mm -hmm. has this thing about being stupid. And I think that this is why he's so educated because mm -hmm whenever he was called stupid whether it was playing or not i think that he always wanted to be in a sound mind to where if you challenged him he was always ready and that mm. is naturally who he raised me to be too now there are times when like you could argue with a woman and you can tell when you're being treated like he's stupid or mm. Um, you can tell when there's something that you're saying that's being taken for granted. And those are the moments where I can actually ask that question. Is this the part of the conversation where you're thinking I'm going to let you take me for granted for what I just said to you? 
Mm. Or is this the part of the conversation where you think that it's okay for you to communicate in this way when I spoke to you peacefully and I didn't yell? Like I have, I have a new skill set and how I even respond to my emotions because usually the way that the person I'm talking to is communicating back to me is honestly the way that I'm feeling on the inside. Yeah. But right. you just don't get that in my, you know, my character and my presentation. So I've learned in so many ways that like being able to control those things mm-hmm. is the best way for me to communicate those things. Like I don't expect for you, like I don't expect guilt in your responses when I tell you how I feel because you might not think you did anything wrong. So a lot of times that's why like people always say I need closure because you expected them to feel guilty. You expected Mm -hmm. them to feel like they did something wrong and some people don't. So this is why we hold on to these relationships that have long been over because Mm -hmm. you still think that there's something in this for you in the terms of a conversation or, you know, a potential apology that is, that was never there to begin with. So it's all in how, you process those things within yourself. Like I had to, I had to truly learn that like some, some things in life in terms of my manhood and emotions require acknowledgement. So if you just so happen to hurt me and I tell you that I want an apology or we'll never speak again, I want you to know that I mean that I would like, I would do everything in my power to remove you from my place of peace. Like if I'm a person that's that's in my phone quite a bit, mm-hmm. my phone is actually a place of peace. Why are you in my phone? I'll delete you out of my phone contacts. I will delete you off my social media. Mm-hmm. I'll delete your email thread. I'll do whatever it is to remove you from all of my places of peace. Because again, you have to communicate that these things are serious mm-hmm. because acting out is typically what causes things to kind of shift in a sense, you know, and for sure you'll, and you'll make these excuses for yourself when you could have just been honest. Like, you know, you don't have to be a dog because you hurt, you know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? Like, just be honest about the hurt and create those spaces for not only yourself, but your brothers too, to be able to deal with the guy in the shadows. And that's what this nobody is looking thing is a, is pretty much about. It's like, what do you want people to be saying about you? when the eyes are not on you, when they're just in their mm-hmm. spaces and their groups and your name comes up, what do you want to be said? Who do you want to be in public and private simultaneously? Like those kind of conversations are the things that really matter the most. And that's what I'm actively working on every day, you know, every single day. I want the same person to be represented in public and in private. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we all want that, right? I think it's, yeah. especially as, as as men, I think we want that. As people, I think we want that. I think the thing is, and not to shift or change the subject, no pun intended. Uh, but, <laughs> Feel free, but, bro. Feel free. But why, but also why do we care now, right? So like if we, yeah, so it's one part, yeah. it's one part that one, we don't know who we are. We need to do the self the self-care, the self-reflection to kind of be like, yo, you need to work on your integrity, your dignity. You want to be a stand-up guy, right? 
Right. But right. even if you've done the done the quote unquote work, right? You've done whatever it be, whether it be therapy or or you've uh you you know done more things for more people, been accountable, been reliable, been consistent. Everybody won't have the same opinion about you. It's it's just yeah. the kind of the same thing like in uh whatever it is politics, right? Whatever your policy is that people want to get behind, they believe in you. They believe in the thing that you stand for. Um, but then there are other people who are just like, I just don't see it for him. Regardless. Now, th- yeah, there are people who true, don't like you true. that don't even know you. They've never had a conversation with you. It could be a couple of tweets, something you said on Facebook. It could just be they hate you for hating you. The other thing is, the thing that I notice the most, especially now, right, even when people are looking, is that they'll hate you, never speak to you, and create the narrative about you or for you and start spreading that anyway. <laughs> and so, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. And so, the, so doing, and that's why I think it is very important. Like you said, it's like you're doing this for yourself, right? You're not going in here and being like, "Well, I, you know, I, I need to act it this way with these people." So whenever they're not with me, they're going to tell the people I did right by them, right? Um, right, right, right. And I and I think. Uh, for us, I'm trying to think of a way for you and I, right? Like we've had interactions in person mm-hmm. um, and more interactions via technology, right? However that be, right, whether it be right, text right. or social media, right? And so like I can gauge, I can give a good story or, uh, you know, a, a good rapport and say like, oh yeah, and I know, yeah, BJ, I feel like um, I can speak to some of his character, right? Like I don't, mm-hmm. you know, we haven't spent uh, a whole bunch of times together, but this is what I get from, you know, from him. Right. 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 And, and so that's the thing that I always wonder because there are people who will still be like, he said this thing, he did this thing. I don't like it. And it's over. We see that kind of a lot with like, when we speak of like cancel culture, right. It's yeah, the, we going to yeah. go dig us on old tweets and like, this is who you, this is who you really are. And you're like, Oh, well damn, I haven't said that for, you know, whatever, four years or five four years. years. I said it. Facts, facts. Yeah, it's been this thing where you like, ah, oh, damn, well, that's who you really are. And I think that's the, how do you erase the person you used to be or you don't want to be? How do you, because like don't. nobody knows what the, nobody knows what the work looks like or nobody knows what the new you is, right? But see, that's where you, that's where you assert and affirm yourself. Like, and that's a very important part of my process because and i i don't know i know i've said this i don't know if it's been on a show or not but um i'm intelligent enough to know that all of my ex-girlfriends are not going to speak highly of me Mm -hmm. because they were involved with a fragmented bj so naturally everything that you think was wrong about the relationship probably was even though it wasn't my intention to do that or be that. Mm. But I have to be okay with that now that I've successfully transitioned out of that space into the most healthiest relationship I have ever been in. And those women are like front row seats to a completely new guy who doesn't talk the same, doesn't act Mm. the same, who doesn't, who doesn't give them the energy that they're used to. He's not argumentative. I understand the power of my voice. 
Like mm-hmm. all of these different things that they are not used to seeing, it annoys them because anytime they come in contact with me, they don't get any of my energy. Mm. And removing your energy from people who don't deserve it is ultimately the key to how you position yourself amongst people, whether they're looking or not. Because I noticed when I got into a fruitful relationship, like mm-hmm. some of those people would like reach out and say, well, you know, I wish you would have been doing that when we were together or whatever the little slick little mm-hmm. stuff was. And um, that's the moment I would take to affirm and, you know, account for myself. And I say, well, honestly, there wasn't much soil to plant those things mm. in me when we were together. Like it was too much of this. It was too much of that. None of which. I'm fully putting blame on you for, but Mm -hmm. this is just the truth of what you're referring to. Like Mm. if you just chalk them up to being bitter, then you're not being accountable because you did play a part in that, whether it was good or bad. For sure. Right. So that conversation sometimes still had to happen. Like, um, I remember in one instance where I was in my relationship And I think this was like maybe the first year of, you know, us being together and everything was going great. And so I end up running into um, somebody I used to deal with. And she told me about some things, how aggressive I used to be in our relationship in terms of like sex and whatnot and how she Mm -hmm. felt like I made her age faster than she would have liked to now. Naturally, when you hear something like that, you would think rape. This is like Mm. right around the time Bill Cosby going to court daily, you know, Mm. Harvey Weinstein. All of this shit was like at the like the top of, you know, social media. But what I understood was these were things that I was taught from women, Mm. a particular woman. And um, the conversation was this is what real men do. This is how real men do this. And, you know, she was teaching and Mm. training me on all of these different things that, quote unquote, real men were supposed to do. And Mm -hmm. it wasn't until maybe years later that I realized that she wasn't supposed to inform me on something that she's not even she can't even be. Mm. She can't inform me on something that, you know, she has no clue as to how um, to even be so. Again, it's just the the idea of knowing self and knowing yourself well enough to not be influenced or manipulated by anybody. That's a that's a certain energy that we all should feel as men to to know ourselves better than the people that are trying to come against or manipulate us because mm-hmm. they know you too. Mm-hmm. You know whether you you know want to admit that or not, but um, that's just the importance. That's the work that you should be doing when nobody is looking. When you, you know what I'm saying? When you getting yourself together, mm-hmm. that's the stuff that you have to work on. Like knowing what your weaknesses are, knowing what, um, knowing what makes you emotional. Like how you say, um, when nobody's looking, that's the moments for you to be soft. Mm-hmm. We don't spend enough time in that space. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because to me soft is like without guard to me you know what Mm -hmm. i'm saying like you just get to really i guess take 
take those mental braids out and, you know, finally, you know, let your scalp kind of relax a little bit. Like those are moments that we don't really gauge or take advantage of. So it's all in these conversations and, you know, pushing people to see something differently than how they've been perceiving things. And I think that we, we are the perfect guys for these type of conversations because it's like, even if we don't know what to give a person, we'll literally say like, I really don't know. Yeah. I think, and it's, it's power in that, right? Like it's yeah, power into right. being like, I think what the generation before us was, it, everybody had to have an answer. Like the things yeah, needed to be yeah. solved. Like it's, you didn't want to, it was almost bad if you said you didn't know. Right. Yeah. Much like, yeah. um, much like you said, like your father didn't want to be, called stupid or not knowing something is it is almost to the point to be like you know what i've never to to say now like oh i've never dealt with that before or, um or i've never heard that perspective but i don't i don't have any input on that i think that's a lot of um i think it's a lot of power in being like i don't have a rebuttal for this or i don't have an answer for this mm-hmm. um but like let's kind of get there together i think the more like um being collaborative in that way just to be like I, I don't have an answer, but I'm willing to work with you to where we can figure something out. Yeah, I think a lot of yeah. times too, um, especially when we're talking about relationships, we really need to have the conversation about compromise versus sacrifice. Mm, um, true. And, ma- true. and mainly in the way of like, who's doing what. And for the most part, it is always women sacrificing now there are men men sacrifice as well some things but not as much as women and i think that's the thing that we have to really like when nobody's looking like take it to account i think that's something one in conversations with my mother as i've gotten older and having more conversations about being a single parent and what it's like to raise <laughs> wild boys right to to um how much sacrifice it took to do that or even in any relationship that didn't last or her grooming us to be, be the men that she kind of wish she had came in contact with. Mm. And so those are the things, like I said, like I learned later that I ended up sacrificing somebody else's time. Right. Mm-hmm. Being like, look, well, look, this, this, my compromise is I bought you stuff and you, whatever, got whatever you wanted. And them being in return, like, but I would have preferred that you be here. Mm. And I'm like, well, that wasn't an option. My compromise was you got (laughs) stuff, (laughs) you got stuff, and I didn't have to hear you complain. Like, that was the thing. And and then, like you said, like, we had to go within and, like, reverse engineer that to be better partners, to be better, just be better people, for real. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's the thing that I would love to have a group discussion about, about as far as what compromise and sacrifice looks like on both sides of the spectrum. Whew. That's going to be a tough one. That's going to be three, four parts because that's your, uh, that's your first panel show. That's your first panel discussion, man, because <laughs> I would, I mean, I would definitely love to be in the, you know, the ears, the earshot of, you know, hearing what people will have to say, because a lot of us think that um, compromise and sacrifice is the same thing, you know, and 
I believe that there there could be some emotional health um, to gain if we understood that a lot of what we were putting to the side or relinquishing was for the sake of being and not necessarily gaining anything in terms of benefit from a relationship. Like a lot of the things that you lost, whether that be a person, bad breakup, you gain peace from that separation. And again, Mm. like a lot of us spend too much time on closure, like closure from what you were hurting the entire time they were here, like closure for Mm. what, Mm. you know what I'm saying? Like, okay, what does that do? What does that do for you to know? Like, I mean, I can imagine like if a person um, decides they want closure from an abusive partner, like what Mm. would you feel like if you found out they actually enjoyed beating your ass? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the thing. That's the Mm. thing that kind of like grabs me when people say closure. I just needed closure. Like, um what what do you really expect to hear like it's honestly people still waiting on you know that person to feel sorry for the things that are still hurting you and Mm -hmm. a lot of your healing is going to be up to you like that's the whole thing of accountability and it it is a lot of men that are hurting Mm -hmm. because of those childhood traumas of not being the flyest or not being um the the most attractive or having Mm -hmm. the most attention those type of things are what fuels us in the ways that we treat women now and integrity um kind of like jumps in front of us now because even when you do the wrong as an adult it's still some people that know you from back in them days that Mm -hmm. will like remind you like well i don't know why he acting like that because a nigga never got that shit when he was younger so now mm-hmm. you feeling worse. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like yeah, for sure. <laughs> you feeling like shit now, you know? So mm-hmm. like who you want to be in public and in private should be like the driving force of your manhood. They should speak the same language and they should definitely have the same characteristics. And this is why for you guys that are listening, this is why it was so important to have this conversation on one end when I'm saying when nobody's looking is ultimately like, what do you do when there's no reason to do it? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, what do you do when there's no reason to be loyal? You have nobody to be loyal to. How do you practice those things? What do you do when, you know, there's nobody to tell the truth to, do you tell the truth to yourself? That's the perspective that I was trying to approach. But the beautiful thing about Jay and his perspective was, when nobody's looking like the time that you spend with yourself. Like, Mm -hmm. um, I think that we covered a multitude of things with the two perspectives and hopefully something was said or given, um, by way of these two men you're listening to that will help you further those moments with yourself when no one is looking, you know, for sure. I also think with that, even with the, the mindset of when nobody's looking, I think, what does it look like? And for the listeners, like what does it look like when you're not going to get credit for doing the things that like you're supposed to do? Mm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like you said, like, what would you still do those things? Would you still do those things when you're not going to get the accolades? Right. Or is it just, we donate and we cash app 
whatever, whoever, because mm-hmm. it's everybody doing it and we can see it? Or are you like, no, nah, I was going to support them regardless. I don't regardless. need y'all to tell me right. to go do that. Like, right. um, yeah. And then also like taking times to be, be accountable to yourself and to others also to run through um, this thing. And I just want to touch on one more thing before we get out of here. Okay. And I think to your point about closure, right? Like I think people use closure as that thing, but I think really what they mean is they want confirmation. And they want confirmation mm. to be like, did this thing really happen? Does this, I need confirmation that I am the cause to whatever the beatings or being talked to a certain way or um, being treated a certain way. I need confirmation. And the thing about it is, like you said, because the people who are doing the abuse or people who are um, doing the damage have not done enough self-inventory or uh, reflection in any way, they don't also have the language to say like, yo, you're not the, I, I was, I was hitting on you because there's something wrong with me or something happened to me, or that's the only way I know how to get control of a situation or mm-hmm. uh, make people do what I want. Or I was being deceiving because that's just um, how I know how to get the thing that I want with very little talk back or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so, but nobody's having that conversation on confirmation because what you want is you want your, I did this and I apologize. Like you said, like you want the, this apology so you can go on your way and be like, okay, they feel bad. I feel better and I can, and I can move on. You're right. 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 It's hard to make somebody feel bad on, on something that they're probably used to doing or have, or is new to them as well. They might not even be they they've never been that person before it's just something that has happened or mm-hmm. come alive now um so really what you're looking for is a confirmation not necessarily closure i need to confirm that you are aware that you hit on me or you made me feel a certain way i need to confirm that mm-hmm. i don't need you to feel bad i just need you to know that that happened and you acknowledge that it happened and then i'm gone like that's it yeah yeah Hopefully, I mean, hopefully some of us get that because, I mean, I know, I know what it is intended for, but again, it's like, what do you really want this person to say? You know, like, what do you really want this person to, to do at this point? It's like, can you, like, if that person that abused you does a complete 360 and change, does that does that erase all of the pain that they put you through? There's, there's still supposed to be a stop point mm-hmm. at, you know, whatever means you were able to get that confirmation. Like you should have still stopped this a long time ago. So like them changing because they confirmed it shouldn't still be something you need because you should be completely exhausted with that relationship as a whole. It's just, Mm -hmm. it's just understanding what, what's the best for you, you know, again, in those moments of being soft and really taking that self care space for yourself, you, you know, like this ain't it, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, it's not my intent, you know, to be, um, insensitive in terms of people who do, but, there's just a certain level of awareness that we have to get to in our self-worth to where those things are not primary as they Mm -hmm. have been over all of these years. Because again, that's the reason why some of us are still in these cycles 
that we're mm-hmm. in where we're not being accountable for our actions because we're still trying to pinpoint where these things started with closure, mm-hmm. you know? So, right. You know, but that's another conversation for another day. We, uh, I think we kind of, we made some very, 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 very useful points and mm-hmm. I appreciate you for it. I know that, um, it's going to be some conversation pieces that will come from this. Um, I do have some gentlemen coming through for parts three and four of the ability series. What I'm trying to do with this series is just point out things that men should pay attention to. And not just me speaking directly to men as if I got it all together. I'm talking to myself in this process too. We have to encourage our brothers to do certain things to gain certain results. So we're, Mm -hmm. you know, touching on some very sensitive things. And um, again, parts three and four are on the way. So I hope you guys are enjoying this ability series. Thank you again, Jay, for coming through and, you know, shedding a lot of light on when nobody's looking. Um, just take a few minutes to give them your social media so they can get in touch with you and um, catch up to all of the things that you have, you know, have going on as far For as sure. your brand as a whole. Well, first, I want to say thank you to BJ. Um, the Anytime. show is incredible. Anytime. And and what he's doing out here is uh, is very important. These conversations are um, not had enough and not not visible right? These are, uh, like most men, they like to learn away from the light and then kind of come back. It's it's like a a brand new person, right? So (laughs) kind of bringing these, like kind of bringing these um, conversations out is dope. Uh, I am Jay. I am uh, the executive producer of the Saturday series podcast. I'm also the host of the just say words podcast. You can follow me at just say words pod on Twitter. That account is 98% jokes. Dude, don't take anything I say up there too too seriously. It's just, it's really jokes. Also, being the executive producer of the Saturday Series podcast, um, it is a podcast. It's a storytelling podcast about what it's like growing up in whatever era you grew up in. Um, Season four is out now. You can stream it. Um, It's just Saturday Series pod. Um, You can also, oh, and Saturday Saturday Series season five, we'll be doing more interviews. So check out for that. If you want to be a part of the series, just get in contact with me and we'll set some up uh, for your interview. Outside of that, you can go buy merch from just say words. It keeps the brand alive. So go to teespring.com backslash stores backslash uh, words pod and buy all the merch. Uh, when the time is coming, I'm sure somebody that you love has stolen your hoodie and you can replace <laughs> it with a words, <laughs> with a words pod hoodie. Uh, so do that. <laughs> and so, yeah, that that's that. But again, thank you to BJ. Um, and this has been dope. Always a great time talking to you, my brother. Um, if you would like to follow me, you can follow me at DergoBJ. That is D-E-R-G-O-B-J on Twitter. The subject change is the um, Instagram page for all things change the subject and uh, the ability series as well. Um, send me an email at changed subject at gmail.com. Um, I'm pretty much open to any questions, comments, show suggestions, um, even rebuttals. Let's just keep these conversations going because it's very important for us to um, practice accountability because that is an ability that we have. We just may not use it to the best of our abilities or how, know how to use it constructively. So this is what this is all about. So again, thank you guys for listening and tuning in to part two of the accountability
section of the ability series. I will see you guys again with part three. Peace.